Welcome to Job Sharing and Beyond, the future of work podcast that goes beyond the traditional nine to five. I am Karen Tischler, speaker, consultant, and host of the show, where we hear from global experts every other week to discover innovative solutions and tips on how to remain a relevant employer in the future. I am very delighted to introduce my guest today. Tina Bruno is a Swedish economist, management consultant, author, and international lecturer with over 20 years of work experience. She's often referred to as a norm breaker and change maker for her way of daring to explore what companies and organizations actually mean with promises around inclusion, sustainable work life, and work life balance. Her pioneer initiatives challenge and develop traditional patterns in working life, promoting more concrete action to increase inclusion and social sustainability for all. After research and launch of the Parent Smart Companies Handbook in 2010, her perspective on the topic of working parents has received a lot of attention both in Sweden and abroad, mainly for using parenthood as a universal inclusion example relevant in all countries with impact and benefits for all, not only parents. Tina has been invited to international conferences and arranges study visits to Swedish companies in cooperation with UN agencies and embassies as an expert in the area and with a strong belief in international exchange of experience. The Parent Smart Train the Trainer model for global companies promotes the spread of best practice for all countries to develop faster and learn from each other. It shows employers' potential impact to reach several Agenda 2030 goals. Welcome to the show, Tina. We, our listeners have just heard your professional background. Would you like to add something to the um, bio? Hi, Karin. Thank you so much for inviting me here. Um, you know what? Actually, when I introduce myself, I always start with saying that I'm a mother of three. That is always on top of my CV too. Um, so uh, I'm a mother of three. My children are now uh, 15, 17 and 19. <laughs> so that's what I would like to add. Thank you. <laughs> As we have many listeners from all over the world, I always ask my guests, where are you calling in from and what is your favorite food or site in the area you are at at the moment. <laughs> I'm calling in from Tebe outside Stockholm from my home office here right now and uh, well favorite food here in Sweden uh, we eat a lot of fish uh, herring and uh, crayfish you know since we are very close to the water everywhere in the archipelago here. <laughs> that sounds really good. <laughs> so um, Tina, at the Leading Change International Women's Day event this year, you were asked to share your own entrepreneurial story that started many years ago. You said, and it all started with two simple questions. Could you tell 
us more about this? Yes, Karen. Uh, the two questions were actually the start of everything around 2008 when I was working with the development of uh, so-called modern leadership and the skills needed in successful companies. I started thinking, uh, also mother of three as I am, of all the skills developed when you can become a parent and how we among those skills actually have exactly the keys for the leadership needed. But why don't we talk more about this? So the question that popped up was, uh, I wanted to get more examples of, of this connection. And uh, uh, the second question was, why employers and companies don't talk about this and think about it? Since um, many companies like here in Sweden call themselves parent-friendly, you know, giving a lot of support connected to time and money and routines and so on. But not many talked about what they get back for this investment, the wins. Um, so I wanted to try a new word. <laughs> and I actually, I actually sent them, maybe short, yeah, the shortest email I ever sent to the CEO of uh, one of our, uh, the largest Swedish global company, I could say, and asked him just in, just in subject in the email, I wrote, uh, are you a parent smarter only parent friendly company? And I got the Im immediate answer back. What is parent smart? Is it something that we could be? Everybody, so many are parent friendly now, can we do more? And I realized that there is, um, there is a need to do more uh, in many ways. So that was the start. That sounds awesome. Now you have written the Swedish book Parent Smart in 2010. And now, can you share more? Um, because you just mentioned Parent Smart. So, can you tell us um, what this book entails? Mm. Well, uh, about those two, two questions, uh, the first one I sent 100 emails to managers with kids to ask them about one concrete example of parental skill that is useful in their leadership at work. And I got 80 amazing stories back in, wow. in, le in less than a week. I mean, I never got <laughs> such a response for an honest survey. And uh, since I truly believe in storytelling and real examples from everyday life, I, I decided to share those stories. And, um, and an editor became interested and asked me to, to write a book about the idea and also with a model for companies, employers to get wins from this insight that parenthood may be an asset and not only a cost and burden at work. So this book is actually, um, well, lots of stories. I, I remember the editor said that you can have maximum five quotes in a book and I wanted to have 50. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I divided all those stories into 12 competence areas and um, presented two quotes, two stories for each competence. And uh, there are actually 69 competences described. And uh, then a model for how I then thought that uh, companies could work with this within HR and communication and leadership. But this was uh, more than 10 years ago. So, uh, well, we need to revise the model since uh, now I've been developing it further during the 10 years. So um, it's in Swedish and uh, many countries I've been to now uh, would like to have it in their local language, like Russian and Japanese and so on. 
English, of course, but I yes, haven't yes. had time yet, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. I really look forward to reading it in English because, yeah, my, my Swedish, unfortunately, is non-existent. <laughs> now, as you mentioned employers, so there are three levels of parent smart um, employers in your program. Can you share the differences with our audience? Yes. Um, first, we have uh, the companies and employers. And when I say employers, I mean both private sector and public sector employers mm -hmm. organizations. That is important. Um, at the first level, we have those that do what they must do according to local legislation and law that support the need to give their working parents and families. But they're curious about what they can do more. And uh, the second level are those companies that are, well, friendly. They give a lot of support, maybe practical support connecting to paid parental leave or remote working and uh, other things um, that is often uh, a cost for the company but they, they don't highlight so much the wins with it, what they get back. So they are curious about how to put this parent smart angle to the things they do. And the third level that I call the parent smart uh, role models are the companies and organizations that maybe uh, not all, always consciously, uh, but have the norms and culture where parenting is seen as, as an asset among other competences developed outside work and they use this idea of parent smart um, development as one example of inclusion and uh, inclusion and how to make use of all resources available you know this is a sustainability issue uh, right. the resource developed outside work so they use this group since they are well very often like 80% of employees in a company are parents, but not all. So I want to say from the beginning, very early here, that uh, this is nothing discriminating and non-parents. It's just a very large group in many companies. Uh, so it's possible to use it to develop support and routines and attitudes that will benefit all. And those role model companies uh, at the level of, uh, well, the last level I talk about, they are also the ones that communicate it externally and get values back in employer branding and, and so on. So they spread it in different ways. Now, Tina, some of our listeners are from all over the world and they might be thinking, well, you are in Sweden and it is a very progressive country in our country, something like a parent smart simply wouldn't work. Now, what would you tell them? I would tell them, uh, and since I've been to many countries which are very far from the history and, and the circumstances here in Sweden, I always tell them that start with the things that are possible to do and talk about everywhere. The universal fact that uh, I about the skills um, that develop in parenting and that are useful in work. I mean, parenting, um, parenting skills are useful at work in all countries, no matter 
culture, religion, or business, <laughs> or uh, gender, or role in the company, and it's nothing uh, that that could be mentioned as as utopia and only possible in Sweden and the the Nordic countries with our history and, and legislation here. So if starting out in this point, it is a way of motivating why we should invest in the costly practical support uh, we want to give parents. And in that way, getting commitment and engagement among managers for the investments. So start with a common denominator, parented, parented value at work. That is my, my advice. Tina, could you tell our listeners why it is so important that the governmental national policies work hand in hand with local employers? Well, actually, it's not uh, only important, it's uh, crucial that governments uh, have the same goal as employers or uh, the other way around, actually, because now we see that very many countries, uh, governments start supporting families in different ways, everything from economic support during parental leave to support when they are home with sick children and so on. But uh, if, if the situation is such that if you're a father and take paternity leave and get fired when you do it, which is actually the case, I've seen that in, in, uh, in some countries, then this government support is not worth it. I mean, then it will not have the impact intended. So that's why employers and governments really need to have the same vision and goals with increasing the uh, more equal share in parental leave and, and uh, care for children and the working, working parent life. I, I very much appreciate that. Now, you have been called a norm shifter frequently, and you also said that you are a stubborn entrepreneur and you did not give up your mission easily. So I'm curious to learn more about that. Well, I think it was because uh, I was early out with this. I mean, uh, in the mid, uh, oh, well, more than a decade ago, 2008, um, with a mindset about parenting being an asset and not uh, uh, a cost and burden at work, which was uh, a new way of, of looking at it and talking about it also here in Sweden. So I got to hear from my companies here too, that that is great and very motivating and interesting, but you're a bit before your time, Tina. <laughs> uh, and I, well, I, I just, um, I just was so convinced about the impact it, it gives when you, when you talk about it in this way, because I had seen it in the eyes and the feeling among managers and parents uh, who had posed those questions too, those two questions. And so uh, then the years went by and uh, well, a lot of things has, have happened since then. Um, but I think I'm just a very strong visionary person. So I was actually in my mind uh, where we are today, where, where I get to hear that now this is right on time and it's 100% in focus um, in many companies and families. Actually, you know, Karin, during the pand pandemic right now, um, I mean, never before has the combination of work and family been so much in focus in so many companies and families um, and countries all over the world. 
uh, at the same time as now. And um, that is, of course, a huge challenge for so many. But some talk about benefits and, and advantages. And then they often mention like more time spent with your children and you don't need to transport to work and so on. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about learnings, these are much about the, the digital development, you know, the maturity but in remote working and so on. But not many talk about the learnings uh, that are made possible by this digital mat maturity, that the leadership development going on in so many families right now. So what if employers would start to be curious about this? I think uh, then the topic is... Uh, is really very should be really high on, on agendas right now because it motivates parents working and struggling at home right now. You have mentioned in your talks and webinar the desire to measure the ROI, as you call it, the return on inclusion. And you spend a month re researching many large, well-known companies about this. So what did you find out? This is actually one of the most... Uh, important uh, parts for many employers, many companies, both the commercial ones and, and um, non-profit. Um, and it has also been the hardest part for me uh, during my 10 years, uh, 12 years of work with this since so many uh, companies ask me for economic proof mm -hmm. and cost-benefit analysis. How much do we earn if we do this? How can we prove it <laughs> before we start doing something? And uh, and I understand that question and I respect it fully. Um, as an economist, I am myself too. I, I have spent uh, lots of time during these years figuring out how to follow up and measure the, the impact also in figures. So together with the researchers and uh, professors in, in economy and HR here in Sweden, uh, we'll try to look at the KPIs possible to follow and maybe develop a parent smart company index, you know, so on. But it is not easy since companies also need to do uh, lots of stuff before we can measure. So a couple of years ago, uh, yes, we did uh, a month of research almost um, uh, globally, uh, boiled the ocean and, and looked at all the companies that support paid parental leave uh, to their employees. I mean, that's a that's a huge investment uh, right. that was really coming up there a couple of years ago. So we wanted to see why, how they made their strategic decisions about this. And uh, the interesting thing was that we found out that actually uh, none of those companies can prove, of course, in their business cases, what this could give us. Everything is assumptions since, um, well, like in most HR employee branding issues, uh, topics, of course, it's not always possible to show what leads to what. But what they had done uh, was it to, uh, to make assumptions connected to, for example, increased attraction as an employer. Uh, mm -hmm. We would get easier to attract and, and retain talent and uh, that could lead to lower recruitment costs, of course. Uh, we increase health in the company, especially among uh, uh, parents with small children, which could lead to lower sick leave costs. Uh, we uh, get um, 
increased gender equality in the company, maybe more women in management positions, as many companies have as a KPI they want to uh, follow up. And uh, also matters connecting to innovation, productivity, uh, competence development, as I talked about. So um, the thing was that we realized that uh, they made the investments, even though they couldn't prove uh, what they would win in economic figures. And that in, in itself, I think, is maybe the strongest proof of all. Right. That, yeah, that they, they use this as one example of how to be an inclusive employer, you know, and really believing in uh, that it will give us something back uh, made them uh, do this, these investments. They wouldn't otherwise. So um, either uh, companies do it now and are pioneers and get all the wings with that, or they wait a couple of years until these, uh, these pioneer companies have shown their good figures <laughs> about it. So, mm. This is so interesting. Now, you have worked with organizations regarding working parents for a long time. Now, you mentioned earlier COVID. So what would you feel has changed over the last 10 years or so towards the attitude um, regarding working parents? Um, very much has actually changed. Um, and. Uh... It has to do with the fact that companies and employers have realized that the matter of culture and uh, company values and attitudes actually can have a, a direct connection to business uh, impact uh, in different ways, up and down. Uh, like the Me Too movement, for example, mm -hmm. raised awareness of this. Um, so. I mean, I've been doing this for, uh, for right. many years now, and I've been connecting it to the, the like the buzzwords uh, where, where uh, in time, I mean, gender equality from the beginning, of course, but then, then people started talking about diversity inclusion, and now it's social sustainability and so on. I mean, it's about all of that, but most of all, it's about um, an inner shift. I mean, an inner change, a mind shift, uh, which actually is exactly the, the kind of leadership we need right now. You know, during the COVID now, people talk about the new leadership needed. Um, but what if it's more about finding new ways of accessing the leadership skills many already have, like if you're a parent? So... Um, yeah, things have changed. And now I, I, I perceive an openness uh, in both companies and, and the leaders, managers to talk about those things without, uh, without it being too fluffy, you know, and soft and not connected to, to business values. We first met a year ago when I was yeah. watching you on a panel discussion called Parental Leave Smart Companies Taking a Stand hosted by Empower Women, which is supported by UN Women. And mm. I was so fascinated by your parents' smart employers methodology that I reached out to you via LinkedIn. And I'm so appreciative. 
that you are my guest today. Could you tell our listeners more about the work that you have done with the UN and about your latest project? Yes, absolutely. Um, by the time there, yeah, I did webinars for UN women and also uh, blogged for them and so on. And, uh, and actually, uh, a lot started with... Uh, a tour, a global tour that I was part of, um, arranged by the Swedish Institute, uh, the Swedish Foreign Ministry, in collaboration with Swedish embassies around the world, where I got the opportunity to go to different countries with an expo called Life Puzzle, the combination of work and family. And this expo was um, uh, telling the information about the development in, in Sweden of uh, gender equality and uh, support to uh, parental insurance system in Sweden and so on, but also how companies can work with this. So during this tour, I came to countries like, um, you know, from Poland to Japan and Russia and, uh, and got the opportunity to meet companies and managers in so various cultures and, and could understand how to talk about those matters in different circumstances, different cultures, um, both different societies and uh, company cultures that differ a lot. So um, that tour uh, ended up in Belarus uh, and I also went to Estonia, yeah. And my parents are from Estonia, so I think it's, right. it was so great to come there too. I'm born in Sweden, but anyway, I came to Belarus and uh, there I met another UN organization uh, called UNFPA uh, that I've been working with gender equality issues for, for decades. And uh, they, um, they also have a platform, Men Engage. And they wanted to continue the work with me. And we, uh, we did a project called Parent Smart Employers to identify and um, uh, develop role models in that country. But it was preceded with many years. Oh, I think I went there four or five times for awareness raising and to build curiosity, both among companies and uh, trade unions, uh, politicians, about the wins with this, wins with supporting working parents. And then we uh, had a study visit tour here to Sweden and uh, eight Belarusian companies came here to uh, visit five Swedish uh, employers, um, different sorts. And they also, uh, to hear what they do, why they support working parents and how they do it. And they also came here to our garden, actually, here in Tabby. We had, oh, wow. uh, yeah, we, we invited them to our home, meeting my husband, who has taken three paternity leaves, uh, and our neighbors and friends here in the garden to really pose those questions, you know, that they wanted to pose. I mean, how come you took paternity leave when you're CEO of a company? How was that possible? Uh, and why did you do that? And how did you manage to be manager with three small kids, you know? So interesting talks here on our veranda that evening. And then they went back and uh, decided to try something, small steps. And we followed up with a Swedish embassy too. And um, uh, now we have a, a training going on there about how to do an internal program during parental leave. We focus, a parent smart program, we focus on the competence developed at home. So uh, that's very, that's very exciting. And I think that is a way 
to do it, we need to develop role models locally. Because I mean, Swedish, as I normally say, Swedish examples can ins inspire, but only local examples can change local attitudes. That is so important. So during that project, I met um, their, their colleagues in the, at the regional office uh, in, the, uh, in Istanbul, in Turkey, for Balkan and Eastern Europe. And they had uh, another project going on and asked if I wanted to be part of that with support from the Austrian government, ADA. Um, so this is a project I work with now too. Uh, we have been almost at the end of the first year, three year pilot project, where we develop um, a concept called family friendly workplaces. The project name is Expanding Choices. And uh, uh, the goal with this project is to um, Actually, the same thing to uh, identify companies who want to develop as role models, champion companies, inspiring others in their country. So in uh, three countries, uh, it's uh, Moldova, Kosovo and Albania, uh, companies will get support from local consultants that we will train and, and uh, give support and material and, and stuff to. And after three years, they, it's a, a what works package and uh, role model companies that can uh, spread the initiatives further. So that's very exciting. And I love to be part of this project. It's important. Together with my team of experts here in Sweden, the Parent Smart uh, team, we work with uh, developing those uh, pilot companies with a concept, but uh, the UNFPA project in, uh, in uh, those three countries also work lots with the government development. And we have given support there too uh, about how to, how to support working parents and families in different ways with inspiration from a couple of countries and uh, what needs to be in place for family-friendly workplaces to, uh, to be able to develop and how, how the collaboration, as I talked about earlier, between government and private sector is crucial for the development and change to happen. This is so fascinating, Tina. Thank <laughs> you so much for sharing all these interesting details. Now, mm. you mentioned that your husband took paternity leave. And yeah. that brings me to my next question. And I watched your interview with Daddy Joe, an American dad in Sweden who was taking paternal leave at the time. And I highly recommend this video to any one of my <laughs> listeners. And um, I will put the links in the show notes. Yeah. Now, what I loved was that you cheekily recommended to him to ask for a raise in pay on day two of his return. Can you tell our audience more about that? <laughs> yeah, oh, Joe, that was a very great um, talk with him. He was uh, taking paternity leave from, uh, he was working at Google with YouTube here in uh, Stockholm and uh, married to a Swedish woman. He uh, actually, maybe you know, on day one, you could say it. <laughs> okay, day <laughs> <But> one. <laughs> what, 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 uh, referred to was that many employers uh, welcome back their parents after parental leave by booking meetings so they could hear everything that has happened uh, and developed while they were away you know at home on leave <laughs> and what if a parent like a father like Joe instead would come back and tell his story 
or even better if the employer would ask about mm -hmm. how he has developed while they were only working at the company. <laughs> I mean, uh, he has become, he could give examples of how he has become more organized and flexible and creative and efficient at the same time. And sometimes with very little sleep and how he deserves a salary raise for this huge management course, actually one of the best you can get. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that kind of self-confidence he would go back with. Of course, it would be uh, maybe hard uh, negotiations, negotiations for the, the company with uh, this salary question, but this is actually exactly the kind of self-confidence that companies would like their parents to come back with after a leave. So I think it would make a huge difference. And you also suggested to him to meet up with other parents during his parental leave to focus on a particular transferable business skill that they all had learned and to share their learning experience with each other. And then you suggested that in an ideal case, um, it would be with the support of an employer. And now in December 2019, Microsoft Sweden opened its door for a workshop that included people on parental leave, including their children. So mm. could you tell me a bit more about that event and what has happened since? Yeah. Um, well, actually this uh, idea of, of meeting and discussing uh, this competence developed is, um, I believe that, you know, uh, programs for parents on leave sometimes have a lot of topics uh, that they need to learn new things. But I would like with this parent smart type of program, it's about uh, acknowledging the development of the course, the best course that you already go at home. You don't need to new, learn something new. So an internal program during parental leave is actually one of the most powerful ways to raise awareness that will lead to important norm shifts and change in mindset, both among employees and managers. And it's rather easy to set up and try. So, well, Microsoft Sweden, they, um, they wanted to put the lens on working parents as one of many ways to be an inclusive employer. So they wanted to use this group as a concrete example to develop attitudes and support and routines that benefit all, not only parents. Like, like you know, routines for remote working or work-life balance in other ways uh, is relevant for all. So the meeting for employees on parental leave was one of three parts in the Parent Smart Pilot project to understand how far the Swedish Microsoft Office uh, has come according to HR, according to a group of managers and a group of parents on leave and what they thought is most important forward. So we involved people in dialogues to highlight the wins in combining parenthood with work and the awareness of the return on investment and return on inclusion, the ROI as we like to call it. Um, and discussed everything from wins in valuable competence developed to business wins like increased uh, attraction, gender equality, innovation, sustainability, etc. And we connected it to the company vision and values. And that is so important that this is 
not a separate project or it, it's something that really connects to um, to the overall uh, vision of the company. So we identified what is offered today when it comes to what we call formal support. A formal support is the practical matters connected to time, to money, IT and routines. And we also uh, discovered what, what they had in the important informal support. And that is more about developing attitudes, culture, norms and leadership, how their leaders uh, meet and, and talk with parents on leave and, and working parents and so on. And that is actually the key role models knowing and showing the wins. Um, so this pilot was just before the pandemic last year. So, so we have not yet seen uh, consequences of it or, or even decided about next steps to take, but uh, it was very interesting and we had great, um, great uh, well, findings and, and the talks with managers and parents. You had mentioned that it's towards working parents. I also saw that you had said before that parent smarts methodology covers the whole life from parental leave to becoming a grandparent. Mm -hmm. And so for listeners who might have working grandparents on their staff, do you have any insights from this pilot or your experience in general over many years regarding this? It's for grandparents as for all. If, if just taking some time to reflect about the skills trained when spending time with grandchildren, there will be uh, also uh, very clear connections to leadership in this, in this time, the development. And, and by the way, I mean, grandparents' time with their grown-up children too develop skills right. as well. I mean, like my mother with me <laughs> and, and so on. It's, it's, I would say it's a lifelong management course from pregnancy to grandparenting. Okay. Yeah. And, and the most important is actually uh, as uh, the, in the discussions with the managers at Microsoft, we discussed uh, the, these, these matters and they showed, some of them showed a mindset that may change the attitudes that they have both towards themselves and their parenthood if they have children and towards employed parents because one of them, I have a quote I, I can tell you from one of the managers at Microsoft. Mm -hmm. He said that um, after, after discussing all the wins and so on, he said that, well, parenting actually enriches experiences and clearly facilitates customer and partner relationships as parenting is a natural part of life. So... Um, mm. It's maybe the most, maybe it's the most uh, um, natural part of life we, we have, uh, but we don't often think about using it at work. Yes. Now, your model sounds like such an amazing model for companies to use worldwide. Now, um, could you share how you're planning to expand it further worldwide? I saw you were talking about a digital platform and um, train the trainer model. And mm -hmm. I also would love to learn more about, you had mentioned it also earlier in our conversation, um, like a new standard. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, when I, when I started this, uh, 
many years ago, I still have the same vision and dream. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, what I envisioned, envisioned in my mind when I started this was actually a world map <laughs> where, where companies and managers and parents and other employees can share their stories and exchange experience with, with each other and unite in this development towards a more inclusive and uh, sustainable society as we all need. Um, and for that to happen, we, uh, we, do, we do train the trainer classes for, for global companies, uh, local offices in different countries with uh, uh, trainings for local consultants who can support them. Uh, and we are looking at ways to do this uh, even more efficiently online, of course. So, um, well, I, I think that if we if we just find a, a great way to 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 scale up this idea in the ways that we are planning now, uh, we could start a movement. And that is that is what I've been wanting all the time. I mean, uh, since this is a universal fact, uh, right. all those stories gathered uh, could really create a, a huge movement and. Um, the, the standard project you you mentioned, it was actually, uh, I mean, already two years ago, this issue uh, seemed to be very much uh, uh, higher on agendas in, in companies. And we wanted to do, we did a study last year called uh, uh, the Parents at Work to ask employers in Sweden what they actually do to support working parents and why they do it, the wins uh -huh. with it. Since uh -huh. many think that Sweden has come far, but I mean, how far can we have it come then? How, why, do, why do they do it and exactly what? So we did a research and also to see, we, uh, we involved 240 Swedish employers in this wow. survey. Uh, we also wanted to see if they were interested in um, uniting to exchange experience and uh, create a, a new standard together for support to working parents. Um, which has, as I believe, uh, ISO potential too, since this is an international question, of course. Right. So, um, but this is also something that we have paused right now. Uh, this year, we'll see what happens. But what happened was that many employers just went together and wants to take a common, um, do common efforts to develop this together. And that, I think, is, is really needed. That's great. You know, Tina, I could listen to you forever, but um, we are coming towards the end of our conversation. And so I just wanted to make sure, is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners that we have not talked about yet? Well, um, what I would like your listeners to, our listeners to know is that we are constantly now uh, identifying and uh, describing and spreading role models among both companies, organizations, managers, employees, um, especially uh, connecting to what's needed in the world right now, connecting to the SDGs, again, the 2030 with a more sustainable uh, work life and societies as a whole. So for this mind shift, as, as many call it too, to happen in the world in leadership, this could be one of the keys. 
Um, so I would really like uh, those who believe that they are in a company that has this mindset. It, they support working parents and work-life balance for all um, in a way that uh, could be a good example and uh, that with a clear reason why. Or a manager with this conviction, we would I would love them to reach out to to me and to us to spread their story, share their story. Maybe it could be part of our new book or uh, some film, film productions actually that we have have going on too. So I mean, in this digital world now, also Karen, I mean, we could have anyone uh, on screen here for, and I want this to be a global issue. So um, uh, yeah, and now. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tina. Now, how can people reach out to you? Well, they could either uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, with my, me personally, to get a contact, or uh, through our website, parentsmartemployers.com, or the Facebook page, Parents Smart Employers, where we share stories and so on. Either one of those three, or just Google it. I think maybe you put the links in below here, too. Yes. So uh, yeah, please do. We need we need more examples and and do this together. Yeah, let's create a movement. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tina. That it was such a pleasure having you on the show today and hearing all your many insights and experiences from your many years of um, doing all this important work. So thank you. Thank you very much, Karen, for uh, for you um, raising those issues in all your pods. This this is so important, and I really love that you do it with examples from so many different countries because we need to highlight these things everywhere and <laughs> see the common denominators too. That's <laughs> possible. Thank you, Karen. Good luck, Father. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye.